Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It's that time once a fortnight when we catch up with Joe Muso Joe Matera for our musical musings segment. He has a column of the same name in the Shepparton News today. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Terry. How are we this morning? Very well, thank you. You've been talking to Australian country music leading charge, to quote you, Travis <laughs> Collins. Tell us about that. Yeah, Travis. Yes, uh, Travis is uh, definitely one of our uh, sort of uh, country artists who are sort of leading the charge of this new breed of country artists, you know. And um, look, Travis is coming to the, uh, uh, was it, the, the Goulburn Valley Country Music Festival in April. So um, the last sort of uh, few issues, I've been sort of tracking down each sort of uh, artist on the bill and just having a bit of a chat with them and, you know, finding out about what Shepton people can expect when they, uh, you know, see the show. And um, he's, he was fantastic. And, um, yeah, he's looking forward to uh, coming to Shep. And he's actually been here quite a few times. And he said he really loves the uh, region. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, you know, the, the country areas are really now starting to sort of really grow in regards to the um, country music scene. I mean, uh, the, the, the market for that is just incredible. And, and I think even a lot of the... Uh, country artists that are based in Melbourne now or, you know, in the main cities are sort of really branching out into the country areas because really at the end of the day, country music is about, you know, the, the rural scene and, you know, the life of the uh, people on the land, really. Yeah, that's right. I mean, how would you see Travis's mu- music? It's a bit more modern country music? Yes, yeah, it looks a bit more modern, definitely. Um, I mean, look, you know, I don't, I don't think there's... Um, I think a lot of the country music today has sort of evolved to, uh, I mean, it's sort of verging on pop at sometimes, you know. Like, I mean, you look at uh, sort of Keith Urban. I mean, uh, he, even though he's sort of based in America, his music's very much um, uh, radio-friendly sort of stuff. I mean, it's not back in the day, say, when um, say Slim Dusty was doing it. You could tell that sort of really old-school sort of country. But, you know, I think it's evolved, and I, I really like it. I mean, I think country music's come a long way, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's sort of becoming a lot more popular today because it's sort of connecting to a wider audience. We'll look forward to seeing Travis Collins in Shepparton early next year. Now, you have also, um, well, we, we've talked each, each time about a fun fact that you came up with. You're talking about 70s glam rockers Hush having performed here. Yeah, Hush, um, that's right. Hush came through Shepparton quite a few times in the 70s. And in 1976, they actually came through about four times. And, um, you know, I mentioned the uh, Hush a couple of issues ago about, you know, in fun fact, and, uh, you know, it was really popular. So I thought I'd just uh, have a chat to uh, Les Gock, who's the uh, guitar player in Hush, and, um, you know, sort of get his memories and that sort of stuff. And uh, absolutely a fantastic guy. And, um, look, um, Les is basically, uh, he's living on the, uh, was it the, co- the New South Wales coast uh, these days, and he's sort of semi-retired, but he still plays, you know. And um, he said to me that he really loved... Um, coming through Shep. I mean, Shep was a really big, important area for a lot of these bands. And he said uh, that basically Hush and Sherbet were the early bands that sort of opened up a lot of the uh, regional touring, which is, you know, like nowadays we know that, you know, people like Jimmy Barnes will go to a country area. So, but um, he he actually said to me that uh, Countdown was the reason why, you know, they were able to sort of tour uh, regionally because uh, Countdown was on the ABC and it was broadcast right throughout the country and people in small towns you know had who previously wouldn't be able to see 
bands come through. We're now seeing bands like you know Hush coming through. So um yeah, but he he said it was a, it was a great time and um absolutely loved coming through ship. I mean, Countdown was absolutely instrumental in launching so many Australian bands. It was, I guess that was Molly Meldrum, wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there was bands that would go on there. No one would know who they were. And then the next day, on a Monday, people would basically go out and buy the albums because of Countdown and uh, they start charting. I mean, they were very, I mean, Molly Madge was very important to our industry. And I think uh, it's sad that we haven't got someone like him anymore because, uh, you know, I think he was really the, the pivotal point in the uh, evolution of Australian music. Yeah, an absolute champion of Australian music. And he would get all the big international acts too, wouldn't he? I, I sort yeah. of, you know, remembering, you know, uh, shows like Countdown, like Hey Hey It's Saturday, that was a real platform. I wish we need something like that again, I reckon. Absolutely. I think we do, you know, and I think um, Michael Dinsky was trying to do that just before he passed away with that sort of sound thing on a Sunday. But uh, I, I think... Um, we well, that was another one, wasn't it? Wasn't it Donny? Donny, his last name's escaping uh, me. Sutherland, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Quite a few. I mean, um, Melbourne had quite a few, like there was our Night Moves that night. Um... There was also on the ABC, there was Rock Arena. So Rage is still on, on the ABC, isn't it? Yeah, Rage. But Rage is much more videos. I mean, Yeah, yeah. MP, it's, no, it's no talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, we definitely do need something. Um, I mean, look, you know, if you remember back in, say, in the 70s and 80s, even the variety shows like, say, Don Lane Show and Mike Ross, they always had yeah. a musical element to it, you know. And Yeah, there are a lot of night shows. Yeah. There's it's all these night shows in um, in the States that everyone seems to watch. We yeah. need We need a good night show here. Absolutely, I agree with you. So, uh, you know, if there's someone out there who can do a night show, hey, let's, let's start because I think it's really important that we uh, sort of nurture our Australian talent here, you know, and, you know, people, you know, it's, it's great to see. I mean, the only way you're going to be able to see a band now is, you know, you know maybe go, you know, just going live, but you want to be able to see on television or some variety show or have a, a show dedicated to, um, to music in general. Now, speaking of fun facts, you've got a yep. really funny fact that I'm absolutely amazed by um, in relation to, didn't they call him the Big O? The Big O, that's right, Roy Orbison. Um, this is a really fascinating fact that I, I came across. But, um, yeah, Roy Orbison, he, um, he, he toured Australia quite a few times, but in the uh, early 70s, he came to, to Shepparton um, the first and only time, and he performed two shows, and um, he performed a lunchtime show and an evening show. Now, the most funny thing about this was um, uh, the local band, uh, Kevin Walsh and the Trendset, were the support act um, for the lunchtime show, and um, so Roy Orbison turns up. In his Rolls Royce, and mind you, this is uh, early 70s, you know, Shepparton, and he's turning up the Rolls Royce. So and, and he's turning out. up to the GV Hotel. That's right, yeah. And um, basically opened up, hit the door, walked right through to the uh, venue, onto the stage, performed the 18-song set, walked off, jumped into his Rolls Royce and drove off. And during that whole period, he did not say a single word, not even a hello. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Walsh mentioned to me about, um, you know, he was just, they were just stunned, you know, not a single word. So that that, that was really funny because I thought you he could at least say hello. Or, not you know, so hello. friendly. No, not so no. friendly. Um, obviously, this was when he was already quite famous then. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he already had many hits, you know, in the 60s and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but that was just really fascinating. And I thought, <laughs> wow, you know. And, and but, you know, the, the Rolls Royce, I mean, there's not many Rolls Royces back then in Shepparton. <laughs> no, I guess not. But he had a, quite a tragic life, didn't he? So maybe he was, maybe he was sad. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe it was. I mean, he did have a tragic load, you know. Um, it was pretty sad, but still, you know, I mean, you could have at least said hello. You could have said hello, yes. Yeah. I could have done a Lionel Richie and said hello, yes. That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, I have dragged a Hush song out of the vault for you, Joe, oh, to play you. now. Glad all over. Do you know that one? Absolutely, that's a cover of the, uh, I think, the uh, Searcher song. Um, yeah, I was wondering if it was, it was a cover of that song or if it was something new, but we don't... Um, well, not new, new then. I mean, we did, we didn't, we don't have a great catalogue of hush songs. Maybe we need no, to address I mean, that. They, yeah, that's right. I mean, they they made um, Bonnie Moroni, which was actually a cover too. But you know, they, those two songs. I mean, when you listen to it now, it's just hush always. I, I would say, you know, it just becomes part of them. You wouldn't think that it's songs from someone else. But Glad Alive is absolutely fantastic. I remember seeing them perform. Oh, hang on, no, I have got some more. I've got Bonnie Moroni. Should I play that? Yeah, play Bonnie Moroni. Oh, I'll play Bonnie Moroni. I, okay. I didn't look, I didn't search properly. <laughs> I just uh, saw Glad All Over pop up. But yeah, Bonnie Moroni. I by the way, Terry, um, watching Les Gock on Countdown and, and Hush and then performing Bonnie Moroni was the day I go, I want to do that as a guitar player. And I mentioned this to Les, you know, and he was sort of um, blown away. He said, well, a lot of people came up to him over the years, musicians. He said, one of them was Kate Sobrano. He said, um, Kate Sobrano said he saw him on um, that same performance that I saw on Countdown and she decided to become a singer. So, you know, the influence is incredible. There'd be a lot of musicians out there who would who would say, yep, Les Gock was the one who made me pick up guitar. Well, there you go. Um, what's the story behind Boney Maroney? What does that mean? Oh, it's just an old blues number that was, um, I think it's the 1920s, but they sort of just, you know... The, Revived. The, uh, yeah, standard sort of thing. They just sort of uh, rocked it up a bit and, you know, made it their own, really. All right. Well, we're channeling Hush in Shepparton in the 70s with Boney Maroney. This is actually from 1975. Thanks so much to you, Joe Matera. We will Thank catch up much. for some more musical musings in a fortnight. Will do, and have yourself a great day. Thanks, Joe. It's 12 to 8. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.